truth. This morning, I'm going to piggyback off of yesterday's message concerning Jesus as the Son of Man. This morning, I'm going to answer the question, if God said no one shall see my face and live, then how was Jesus God? Hmm. If you turn to Exodus 33 and 11, you will find that this scripture also tells us that the Lord spoke to Moses face to face. All of this seems a little contradictory, doesn't it? How could Moses speak with God face to face if no one could see God's face and live? Well, the phrase face to face is a figure of speech indicating God and Moses were speaking to each other in a close and in-depth conversation. The reason we know this is because if we backtrack a bit and start reading at Exodus 33 and 19, the scripture reads, then Moses said, now show me your glory. And the Lord said, I will cause all of my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But he said, you cannot see my face for no one may see me and live. So you see, God was responding to Moses's request when he said, you cannot see my face for no one can see my face and live, which confirms that the words face to face was just a figure of speech. If Moses had actually been face to face with God and seen his face, his request of God would have been different. And certainly God's response would have also been different. Our humanity leads us to crave for the physical and the visual as it is our nature to find ease in trusting what we can see, feel, and touch. In 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18, it gives us a perspective as to what our minds should be fixated on as it reads, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. What the scripture is essentially telling us is don't be so consumed with what you can see because all that we can see and touch and feel is temporary, but it is what is unseen, which is God that is eternal. From the beginning of human existence, going back to the Garden of Eden, we have allowed what we can see to distract us from the very mandates and mission of God. We take the words see and sight to be strictly physical, but God Almighty does not look at our external. He looks at us inwardly. His measure of seeing and sight goes beyond the physical. And we should strive for our measure of seeing and sight to also comprehend beyond the physical in every aspect of our lives. The depth of God could never be seen with our natural eyes, nor comprehended with our mere mortal brains. 
In John 4, 24, it tells us God is spirit and his worshipers must worship him in spirit and truth. We need to embrace all of what this scripture is telling us first and foremost in, in, in the most simplistic manner. It is telling us that God is spirit. And as mere mortals, we cannot see a spirit. Now spirits can take on forms and engage in activities that we can see with our natural eyes, but we are not seeing the actual spirit, but the form that it has adopted or the effect, the works or the impact of the spirit. But we will never see a spirit. Those who walked with Jesus walked with God in flesh, but Jesus's face was not the face of God. Jesus's flesh, for the lack of better words, was just a costume that God clothed himself in to fulfill his mission of assuring us access to salvation. And for us to have the figuratively face-to-face experience Moses had with God, the Geneva Bible translation of that scripture refers to that encounter as a man speaketh unto his friend. God is and always will be our friend. The difference with him and Moses is that Moses was also a friend to God. So the magnitude of their communication was one very few ever experienced. And it was likely because Moses felt such a closeness with God that he made the request to see his glory. The bottom line is that God reveals as much of himself as we can handle according to his ordained purpose for each of us. Even with how close Moses was to God and his ordained purpose, God knew in all of his glory, Moses would not be able to embrace all of who he was visually, mentally, or spiritually. Our humanity, even Moses' human nature, desires to put a face to God Almighty. But ask yourself why? The moment we reduce God to an image, our human nature will immediately begin to evaluate, judge, ridicule, and seek some form of association, hence putting God in a box. We could never have an imagination or create a box big enough to confine God to. So to keep us from trying and diminishing our own character before him, God has chosen to never allow anyone to see him. Once again, in his awesomeness, God is protecting us from ourselves. In closing, let me remind you that in the word of God lies all truth. Any inconsistencies found are only due to our inconsistent commitment to study. Be blessed.